It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Bears fans, to this Thursday edition of the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. How's it going, everybody? You know what it is. It is Thursday. It is the CHGO Audible Day. Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano here. Nick, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good, Will. How about yourself? You want the honest truth? The honest truth, yes. I, I feel weird, Nick. I feel weird. We okay. started going live, and I realized I forgot to put shoes on. And I love podcasting, but I need to have like my shoes on. And I was like looking around. There's none close enough to grab down here. So it's going to be a rarity for me, podcasting without shoes. Okay. I am usually, you know, it depends on the day. I'll say that. There's be some days where, you know, you see the top half, right? Right. Usually I'm wearing shorts underneath, but oh, there's some God. days where I feel like, yeah, <laughs> thank God. Uh, some days I feel like I need to dress up, right? Like, or not even dress up, just have, you know, pants, shoes on, just have the complete look, even though you only see the top half. But I get that. If you're out of your element, you're out of your, you know, what you do well, then I, I can see that. I, I can, I can like babble on about God knows what for a little bit uh, while you go find shoes if you really want me to. No, I'm probably knock over the green screen and it'll just be a oh, whole yeah, lot yep. of chaotic mess. Kind of like Kevin and the chili on the office. I just feel like that would turn into right. what's going on on screen here. And I'm sure we can hide me. It's not a big deal. I, I will power through this. I just feel like more professional or official, like with mm-hmm. shoes on my feet. But I'll act like I'm like on a vacation at a resort and we're just nice. relaxing, talking some Chicago Bears. So this, of course, Nick, is our weekly in-depth game preview, even though after the month and a half it's been, boy, does the, do these episodes start to get tough yet again. But this episode is aimed to make you the most informed Chicago Bears fan. On game day, we're going to discuss our keys to success on both sides of the ball. Other than just wishing for the impossible, determine who has the edge, share our weekly X-Factors or bold predictions, which are brought to you by Green Ridge Farm and a whole a lot more, of course, if you have any Bears questions that you would love Nick and I to answer, feel free to throw it in the chat. Steven, our producer's in the back end. He'll star those up. And at the end of the show, we'll answer your Bears questions. So let's go ahead and let's get this preview started, Nick. And let's begin with your Bears-Packers one-liner. Rivalry, Will. Uh, rivalry with both these teams tied atop of the NFL. 786 all-time wins. You know, one of these teams is going to have that record all to themselves after this Sunday, unless they tie, which would be weird <laughs> in itself. But I, I feel like that's not going to be the case. But rivalry is, is the one-liner for this Bears-Packers matchup. All right. I am with uh, my one-liner is, do we have to? Like, <laughs> not just, like, doing the preview, but, like, going to, like, the, like the actual game itself. It 
feels like more of the inevitable and we'll talk about it as we go throughout the show but it's hard to feel motivated with the current state of the bears and of course just wins and losses but even just from a health standpoint it's just very deflating preparing for a show to talk about this game i couldn't imagine as a player being in the building going through it personally what kind of deflation may be inside of how all right now too you know well and I know that, like, obviously, outside looking in, it may seem like that. But a lot of these players do have, you know, a lot to to play for. And actually, I'll get to that a little bit in one of the keys. But, yeah, at a 3-8 and eight football team, the, the Packers are only one game ahead of them with, with four wins on the season. This is a Bears-Packers matchup that literally both teams are just out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's usually not the case for <laughs> usually the team up north. <laughs> But that's that's what the reality of the situation is for this upcoming game on Sunday. All right. I see a Chicago Audible comment. Thank you, Golden Boy Paul. And then Rod Burgundary, his one-liner, which I appreciate someone throwing one in the chat, is please, God, don't be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And I totally can second that sentiment 100%. Really good one right there, Ron. But let's get into our offensive keys to success. And obviously there are still some unknowns, and I'm sure those will be brought up throughout. But, Nick, I will kick it over to you for a key number one on offense for you heading into this Bears-Packers matchup. Yeah, I think for the Bears, my first key is that they need to run, run, and run some more with with their running backs and, you know, whoever's playing at quarterback in this game because the Packers gave up 363 rushing yards last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts had 157 yards. It was averaging 9.2 yards per carry. They were able to do whatever they wanted on the ground, whether it was an outside zone, inside, Miles Sanders had himself a day. Even the third string running back, Kenneth Gainwell, you know, did pretty well. But that's the Bears' identity. Like, regardless of who's at the quarterback position, the Bears do want to run the ball. And I think in this game, we just have so much uncertainty at the quarterback position that you need to use your best asset right now. And that's going to be David Montgomery in this game. And, you know, however you can gain yardage on the ground, being creative with it, do that because that that can maybe prolong the game a little bit longer than it, it may end up being. But I think the Bears need to take an opportunity to go against a Packers defense that, like I said, gave up 363 rushing yards last Sunday. I saw that on the plane coming home, um, you know, just just from the, the Jets game. I'm like, damn, the Packers can't stop anything right now on the ground. Maybe the Bears can can replicate some of that success this Sunday. You had to like check like the tint on your computer. Like, am I watching the Bears defense out here? Like, what's <laughs> what's going on here? Like, uh, we were used to watching that literally all season. You mentioned Gainwell being, you know, relatively production productive too for the Eagles. Is this a game where you can see Darrington Evans getting a little bit more time and impact? Like, I felt slightly validated with his performance against the Jets because I did have him in my player preview series over the summer, making the team as RB3 before Ebner kind of turned some heads in training camp and kind of, I think, changed really the Bears' plans. But to see him out there made me feel good because I knew the kid was talented and just had a lot of bad breaks throughout his career, but he played well. Do you think he can kind of continue building on that this week against this defense? It seems like it. You know, it seems like any running back should be able to have some success <laughs> against the Packers defense right now, but it was good that Evans got an opportunity. If you look at the other side of things, what does that say about Tristan Ebner? Maybe it's too soon to go go that route, but it was nice to see him capitalize 
I like some, you know, short dump off passes where Simeon got to the check down. He's able to make, you know, guys miss and go for 20, 30 yards down the field. So that was good to see from Evans. And, you know, like I said, against his Packers defense, you're going to have some opportunities. All right. So I'm going to actually go out of order here, which is okay, because I think our graphics are mm -hmm. built with all of them on there. Because my second key was time management. And that just really builds off of your first key because a great way to beat the Packers is to just win time of possession and keep their offense off the field, period. You have to limit the times that they have to score because it's going to be just really just near impossible for the Bears to keep up in a shootout, especially if Fields doesn't play. And if he does play, Fields does, which I still hope he doesn't, by the way. Without Darnell Mooney, that's still going to be a very difficult ask of this Bears offense. And if you go all the way back to week two, uh, the last time against the Packers, the Bears did go up early in this game, seven to three. But then after it's the Packers who went up to go score 10 to seven. And then the, after the Bears went behind again, they just failed to sustain any sort of drives. And that really did kill them. No other drive in that first half went for more than two minutes and five seconds. And it was three, three and outs in a row in which the Packers scored 14 points during. And then the score turned into quickly 24 to seven at the half. So the Bears have seen to find ways to hold on to the football and sustain some drives, unlike what they did last time. It's going to be a tough ask of this offense. But if they go heavy in the ground and pound against this Packers defense, as you mentioned, it could be possible. And if you want to look at like how big of an impact it could be, just say the Bears sustained a couple of those drives. And even if they just got like three and took one possession away from Green Bay and the Bears settled for field goals on those longer drives, they're just going three and out in a punt. It could have been like a 17-13 game at the half instead of 24-7. to So the importance of sustaining drives and honestly, as much as I hate to say settle for field goals, could at least you're not going three and out and giving the ball right back to Aaron Rodgers. So like my first key again is going to be just time management. Any thoughts on that, Nick, before I go in, I'll dive into my second key here too, after a second. No, no. I mean, that's definitely every time I feel like you play Aaron Rodgers or the bears are getting ready to prepare for Aaron Rodgers, which they are definitely doing uh, this week with, um, you know, his status moving forward. But yeah, you just want to keep him off the field, even though he's had a up and down season, right? The Packers have, you don't want to see 12 out there. And if the Bears can actually stay on the field, that's going to help them in whatever the, the end results will be for this one. And we'll get to that too as we get later in the show. And I mentioned on the top of the show how I, I think like difficult it is for me, like preparing for a game like this. And usually, you know me, I love to dive in all the stats and everything, but these are just one of those matchups and games where I feel like you know, the stats coming in mean some things, but with the Bears and Packers, there's always just more to it. Uh, especially with Aaron Rodgers out there playing. So my actual first key that I was going to get to that I skipped over is no crushing mistakes. And mm -hmm. that's the one thing you need to avoid when you go against the Packers as the Bears. It's just mistakes. You don't get many extra lives when the Packers are in town. The margin of victory is just like in terms of like having a chance to win and getting blown out is super slim. And the Bears overall did an okay job of this last time against the Packers in terms of like turnovers, only one, which came in the final two minutes in the game when you're already down 17. But sometimes it's not like the big mistakes, Nick. It's the small ones that can add up. You know, a missed key block on third down here, a drop pass there, missing an open rushing lane. You, you get the picture. And the Bears, mm -hmm. they're just going to have to like be up to snuff in terms of like their level of focus and execution. They need to find ways to get into third and manageable and just execute on them going back uh, against that last matchup. Like I mentioned, the bears missed five times on chances of third and five 
or less. And they couldn't stay on the field, even though they were in third and five or less. And that Green Bay's defense, they're the eighth best unit on third down. The Bears have had issues sustaining, you know, drives last time against the Packer Tech last week against the Jets. Very similar situation, too. And it can't happen again. You can't go punt, punt, punt. If you go punt, 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 there's a good chance that this Packers offense against this Bears defense, which we'll talk about soon, can go touchdown, 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 and we're in the same exact boat that we're in week two. No, I, I like that, Will. And, you know, those small mistakes add up, right, throughout a drive. Like, it, it only takes a couple of those to really put you off your rhythm. And the Bears and not knowing who's going to play quarterback, they have to stay on rhythm as much as possible if they want to, again, sustain those drives like you were just talking about, Will. My next key, I'm going to – look, I'm cheating. I'm cheating, Will, oh. because this is not necessarily a key – that's going to help the Bears just in this game. I just look at it for longevity, the long term. But it's really evaluate these wide receivers. So when Fields spoke on Wednesday, he was asked about the challenges that this offense is going to you know, face without having Darnell Mooney. But instead of challenges, he said this is an opportunity to build chemistry with all the other guys. And, you know, I, I'd like that answer from Justin Fields, regardless of when or if we do see him again this season. But you need to start seeing what you have actually in Avalis Jones Jr., who actually needs to run routes downfield, mm -hmm. not, not east and west. Uh, same goes for Byron Pringle, who had a very nice touchdown catch against the Jets. Even Clay, uh, Chase Claypool, right, with those jump ball opportunities. These receivers, I want to you know, obviously – uh, quarter. It all goes back to the quarterback, and we don't even know who's starting this Sunday. But still, you would like to see those opportunities, you know, at least at some point in the game, just to see again what you have. Like if Trevor Simeon, it does end up starting, which again up in the air because he's gonna be lim or he's gonna be out to for today's practice again. Mm. But if he somehow plays on Sunday, I like those shots of Chase Claypool. Give him an opportunity to show what he's capable of or Byron Pringle. Just giving these guys chances. So, uh, again, not necessarily a key that, you know, for this specific game, but for the long term of this season. Because as I was preparing for this one, this preview show, Will, I was kind of the same mindset as you. It's like, yeah, there's a, all these keysy stuff that we can look into, but... Justin Fields probably not going to play. The, both these teams have, you know, are below five wins on the season. Yep. Kind of getting a little bit ahead to next next year a little bit, and you can start by checking out what some of these wide receivers actually have to offer. That's a that's a good point, and honestly, I don't mind like the bigger picture approach here. I I think we are getting to that point of the season. I see Rob in the chat saying, "What's up? What's going on, Rob?" Awesome to meet you at the last tailgate, by the way. Oh, we do have a tailgate this coming Sunday. Links in the description. We'll talk more about yeah. it soon. But just want to let you know, like, you're more than invited to come hang out with us on Sunday morning before the Bears take on the Packers. All right, so if they're going to test out these wide receivers, then by golly, just adhere to my third key, which is avoid Jair Alexander. <laughs> because if they're going to pass the ball, just to stay away from this man. He's been targeted a team high 52 times but he's only allowed 29 catches. That's a completion percentage of 55.8% when thrown to. He's forced eight completions, seven PBUs, and three interceptions. And now that the Bears don't have their best weapon and Darnell Mooney to guard, there's a really good chance that whoever Alexander's against, he has a huge favorable like edge in that matchup, and he can shut down really whoever he's guarding. 
So I don't, I don't want to even tempt this. I think, you know, turnovers, takeaways are going to be big in this one, as we talked about, like the importance of every single possession. So just find some of the other favorable matchups, like David Montgomery on a linebacker. Montgomery's coming off a good game with three catches, 34 yards. Uh, I saw Miles Sanders do some stuff against this defense as a receiver. Uh, Rasul Douglas is also a guy that you can throw on on this Packers defense. But again, with Mooney out, I think everyone kind of like bumps up which makes the Packers secondary job easier because like the one's going to guard the two and so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. regardless, just don't throw to Jair Alexander, please. Uh, Cause I just don't think good things will happen. And he just tends to also make uh, a play against the bears. At least that's what it feels like for me. No, he's, he's a good football player. He plays with the edge to him. And, you know, even in that, that Eagles game as they, like it was back and forth. It ended up being, but yeah, he's talking out there. It doesn't matter who the opponent is, whether it's A.J. Brown, a big physical receiver like that. Jair Alexander's going to come to play. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to see if the Bears can actually match that competitiveness. And, hey, next up would be Chase Claypool, right? So let's see what he can bring uh, on Sunday. And at the same time, if we're just in the pure evaluation stage, sometimes you just have to see what your players have against some of the better talents on the opposing yeah. team. So it depends on perspective. You're trying to win the game? <laughs> Maybe don't test it. You're really trying to figure out what you have. Fine. Do what you have to do. We're at that point of the year. All right. We'll switch sides of the ball, Nick. Let's talk about some keys on defense. And yeah, I thought the offensive keys were tough. And then I got to this side of the ball. Yeah. I mean, here, I think that, I think they know, we know what the bears need to do, but it's whether or not they can actually do it. So first key for, for me is containing the edge. And that's something the bears haven't done all season, but especially in that week two loss, to the Green Bay Packers. I mean, the Packers were able to do anything they wanted off uh, rush, rushing the football, 203 yards on the ground against the Bears. But these defensive ends, Dominique Robinson, Travis Gibson, uh, they couldn't fight off blocks. They couldn't turn anybody back inside where their help was. And that absolutely needs to improve in this matchup. I, I spoke to Gibson yesterday and asked him, like, what went wrong? And, like, you know, uh, he said, well, our tackling was off. We didn't set the edges. And, it just starts with us playing more physical and with five games remaining in a losing season, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to bring some of that even when, you know, the season hasn't gone your way, but starts to contain the edges and the, the Packers did a bunch of that against the Eagles last week mm-hmm. on Sunday night. They were able to get them on tosses, AJ Dillon and um, Jones there. So it's, it's not going to be an easy matchup for the bears, but that's the first key. Try to contain the edge. Oh boy. Yeah. You like me had, I think some PTSD when it came to that bears run defense in the red zone, really the majority of that game against the Packers last time I went back and checked my red zone report article and oh it was really, really just disheartening to watch. And that's with Roquan on the field. And that was yeah. with Robert Quinn too. And the bears, like you said, couldn't contain the edge. And when it got inside the 20 and they, and they gave it, uh, the Jones on the perimeter, whether it be a pop pass, a little toss to the outside, mm-hmm. they would just get like four or five lead blockers and just bulldoze through. And the entire Bears defense was on their heels going backwards as Green Bay punches into the end zone. So it's a really good key. It's again, it's one thing to know it's a key. It's another thing to yeah. actually execute on that one. And the Bears have had a hard time stopping anybody. All right. So my first key 
Uh, and again, it goes right back to what I said of good luck, but just get Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. No Eddie Jackson. Uh, and as at the time of this recording, Nick, we don't really know the status of Brisker and Gordon. Uh, they were out still uh, with a concussion and the protocol on Wednesday. Kendall Vildor, he's dealing with an ankle that he's practicing through. So that secondary is beat up. And the only way you can expect that to hold is in coverage and give themselves a chance is by actually having a pass rush. And I know, like, what a concept. Uh, but still, I still feel like I'm asking for maybe the impossible because the Bears defense, bottom of the barrel in terms of getting after quarterbacks. We know this can't collect sacks. They can't really provide pressure, make quarterbacks sweat. The Bears had one sack, five hurries last time against the Packers. And that was honestly probably one of their most productive days of the entire season. Uh, four of those pressures came off the edge. Half came from Robert Quinn. So we're missing you know, a guy that was actually able to provide pressure on this offense last time but they are important uh, the bears one sack came on third down in the red zone forced green bay to settle for field goals a good example as to like why getting pressure is necessary especially in key situations because if rogers just has a bit of time and by golly nick i expect him to have a lot of time he's just going to be able to like pick apart this defense especially with a banged up secondary he was sacked three times last week he threw two interceptions Pressure is key. Always have, always will. I just don't believe the Bears have enough gas in the tank to get it done. But regardless, I'm going to make it a priority for me uh, in terms of defensive keys. It's. I think it should be a priority for all Bears fans to want to see some of those young guys that Ryan Poles trusted after they traded Robert Quinn to go get after the quarterback. Since that trade, well, nobody. Nobody's really been able to get opposing quarterbacks. So it's definitely an important key uh, for this game. My second key is also going back to that first matchup, and it's been, you know, rearing its ugly head throughout the season, tackling, but you need to improve it in this matchup, especially with those running backs you're going to face. You tackle high on A.J. Dillon, you will end up on a highlight reel. That is no (laughs) doubt in my mind what will happen. And as good as Jack Sanborn has been, that is the area he still needs to show improvement, and, you know, that's something that Matt Eberflus has mentioned a couple of times. So tackle high against A.J. Dillon, not going to end up uh, in a good spot for for any defensive player, but really tackling in general is something the entire defense has to work on. If you go back to last week in the Jets, before Eddie Jackson's injury, the the missed tackle on, I think it was Elijah Moore over the middle of the field, was able to get a bunch of yards mm-hmm. after the catch on that one. But there were just so many missed tackles, like you were mentioning earlier, Will, where maybe it was Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon got to the edge, there were opportunities to step up from getting into the end zone, but, you know, the guys just didn't wrap up or, you know, secure the tackle or have a good angle. So at this point, like, we got to see the coaching that has been trying to be implemented in these players for now this is going on week 13. Can can it actually show up this game and, and manifest to actually stop some of these bigger plays from being touchdowns? But it's easier said than done, just like applying pressure to the quarterback, just like my first key with um, just containing the edge. We, we we know what the keys are. It's what can the Bears actually execute them is the bigger question. Which is a perfect lead into my second key, which is just to finish. like Just like the key to offense about limiting mistakes, this one's multifaceted. The Bears just need to finish plays. Too many missed tackles you just mentioned. Too many poor run fits, uh, as we've talked about, not getting into position, allowing teams to take the edge on you, and just too many wide open wide receivers. Too many easy yards. And, you know, this all can just be corrected 
by finishing. It's just that simple, Nick. Finish the play, finish your assignment. If you get 90% of the way there but fail to finish, you're going to lose, like plain and simple. If you get to Aaron Rodgers in the backfield, put a hit on him. Take him down. Don't let him, you know, don't miss that chance. Allow him to make one of those second chance plays because we all know he's going to make the Bears regret that. And and mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, the edge and everything, these two running backs. I, I feel like it's one of those games where this defense is going to have to play with a you know, high motor, tons of effort throughout. But it's one thing to get there, and it's another thing to actually finish the play if you're in position. So that's to get another key, actually finish some of these plays that I've seen the Bears just kind of let slip through their hands, <laughs> literally, uh, throughout this <laughs> entirety of the season. No, that, that's a good one. Because there have been plays where Travis Gibson's been close to getting a sack, but mm-hmm. it hasn't. And that's 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 the exact thing they need to work on. My My last key is just show up show up for this game. A lot of these players are playing for pride at this point with five games left, only having won three games. And now it's about to be week 13 or is week 13. So this defense needs to show, you know, possibly what could be in Rogers last game as a Packers, like what they, what they are capable of. Again, talking to Travis Gibson yesterday, he said, we have not been playing to the level that we know we're capable of. It's like, okay, that's good saying that, but we need to see it at some point and you know i mentioned the record they're tied at 786 all-time wins well you have a chance to still stay atop of that record after this game and gibson i asked him like what does this rivalry still mean despite you know both teams not being in a position to really do anything in the playoffs he said man it's a bloody war i know that much we hate them they hate us it's going to come down to who hates each other more okay so like there's still something there and it has to be it's bears packers so Show up, have some pride, and show up to play on Sunday at Soldier Field. And I'm curious, Will, do Bears fans want the Bears to actually win this game? Do they want them to win this game knowing, hey, draft position, but it's the Packers? I'm curious, actually, maybe in the comments here, do you want the Bears to win this game against the Packers? I'm curious what your thoughts are, but that's my last key. Show up. Show up. I'm actually interested, too, to see what comes up in the comments because I saw on the CHGO sports Twitter, they asked this about an hour and a half ago, the okay. same exact question. And the vast, vast majority of the answers I saw on that thread were no, like I, I want to beat the Packers. Like I, I would rather be green Bay instead of draft draft position because it means something to bears mm-hmm. fans. This rivalry does. Uh, so I, I get it. And see, we got already win it yeah. bears bears. There's another one from Kurt about the draft pick. So it's still slightly consensus bears win, but it's also almost half and half now inside of this. I don't know. We'll see how it kind of keeps rolling here while I go through my final key uh, on defense, which stop me. If you've heard me say this one before, Nick, make a damn stop. It's just broken record time for me uh, on this show because if the bears want a chance of winning this game. One more time. They need to grow a freaking backbone, Nick. No resistance mm-hmm. all year. That was so true against Green Bay in week two. Four scoring drives allowed in the first half. Three of them touchdowns. And all three, all four of those scoring drives were 53 or more yards uh, in terms of how far down in the field they had to march to actually score. And it was a mixture of not even forcing third downs on some of these drives and their inability to get off the field when they actually did get them in the third down. We know Aaron Jones is a big-time threat. He killed them as a receiver and a rusher inside the red zone. The Bears, Nick, we know they're going to give up yards. It's just a fact. They just need to stiffen up and make some stops when the Packers are in scoring territory. 
And, you know, to that I say, good luck because they're going to really need it. And I just don't have a lot of faith that they can get it done. Uh, even a game where Green Bay is coming off a 14% con uh, conversion rate on third down, even though the Packers are 21st in the red zone, the Bears defense, it's just been so blah. But if they want to win, I mean, that is the mission that they must accomplish is to actually make stops, get off the field, keep them out of the end zone and just grow a freaking backbone. Uh, again, tough ask of this unit, but it's just what is necessary to go out there and win this game. Grow a backbone, play with pride. Come on. Let's see if the Bears can do a little bit of that on Sunday. It'd be nice to see. And, you know, they could do it in a in a, in a loss. But, you know, so it, <laughs> it can still be a win-win, everybody. It can still be a win-win. But I completely agree with that, Will. All right, let's get into our Bears Bold Predictions of the Week, brought to you by Green Ridge Farm. I'm excited to learn more about meat sticks in a minute and talk up some of Green Ridge Farm because we're going to have it at our tailgate on Sunday morning that I'm already super excited for. Uh, but, Nick, before we get to all that good stuff, what's your bold prediction this week? Now, this is bold, Will. This is really bold uh, considering how this particular player has been playing lately. But Travis Gibson gets back on track with a sack this week. Since that Packers game, Will, nine-game sack drought for, for Travis Gibson. So he got two in that first matchup uh, against the, the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. But since then... He hasn't gotten a single one. So my bold prediction, he doesn't even just get one this week. He gets two sacks on Aaron Rodgers and has four in the season, all being on uh, number 12 over there in Green Bay. So that is my bold prediction. The Bears need a lot more sacks, but two are going to come from Travis Gibson in this game. I like it. You went with a positive one. I'm going to do something I rarely do and do a negative bold prediction. And my bold prediction, and maybe it's not like extraordinarily bold, but I'm going to say the Bears score four times in this game, Nick. But neither of those scores were touchdowns. It's all oh. just settling for field goals. So it's only, yeah, it's only going to be a, a what, 12 points, but they're going to score four times. They'll be able to run the ball and get down the field. Okay. But once you get into that restricted area and you actually need to like beat teams in a different way, they're not going to have uh, the ability to do so. And they'll settle for field goals and that's it. They'll be shut out of the end zone uh, is my unfortunate bold prediction. But again, it's only a bold prediction. I still have to get, give my game pick later on. So stay tuned for that. But uh, boy, right. Let's get into uh, some Green Ridge Farm talk here for a moment, though. I want to hear more about what they offer, how people can support them and really to support themselves by getting some tasty meats. Oh, I got you, Will, and as well as just team me up for Green Ridge Farm. It's a Chicago local meat and cheese company that offers a better all-natural option. Green Ridge Farm are the makers of all-natural deli meats, sausages, and their famous meat sticks, which are perfect for tailgating, happy hour, and school lunches. And if you're at the CHGO Bears tailgate on Sunday, there'll be plenty of Green Ridge Farm products. They also have 16 grams of protein, the meat sticks, per stick, and they're perfect for a post-workout snack. So multi-faceted uh, and just what they're able to do, what you can use them for, perfect. Just perfect for everything. And you can also find them in a bunch of different places at Costco, Sam's Club, local Chicagoland grocery stores. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. 
Good stuff there, Nick. Started to like salivate a little bit. So like swallow and yeah. Right. And now I can speak probably more clearly because I have to let people know about game time, which is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat that you never thought you could, whether it be the 50 yard line court side, right behind home plate, Floor seats at a concert. It is all possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could just never buy. And you won't find a better deal this season on remaining Bears games. A lot of home games left, by the way, to kind of end this year. Uh, and of course, Bulls, Blackhawks, we're in full swing here. Some of these winter sports. So go check them out because you won't find a better deal. Game Time was created by the fans for the fans. Something I really appreciate and resonate with. And they always guarantee the lowest price. So if you love CHGO, then you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description, both here on YouTube and your podcast player of choice. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats to all your favorite events. And look at those seats. Only like 100 bucks to go watch a Bears Packers game. Uh, you know, even though it's Two teams, as Nick mentioned, a little you know, underwhelming. It's still a big rivalry, and the winner of this game does have the most wins in the NFL in history. So there's a lot of pride, as we're talking about, too. So go check it out over at Game Time. Yeah, and look, if you look at uh, Daniel's tweet, um, you know, you're about to go see a high-scoring, crazy game. My prediction, Bears 70, Packers 67, and just oh that's right just one overtime i was i don't know why i was thinking basketball where it would keep on going but no no there's only one 15 minutes of overtime um all right daniel we'll, we'll see <laughs> all right let's get into our x factors we talked about some keys but i want to know what is like that wild card here this week what's your x factor nick yeah my x factor is uh the bears quarterback will um whoever that might be and look if it's if it's by somehow Justin Fields, then wow, this changes everything. But most likely the X factor is like, is it Trevor? Is it Trevor Simeon? Is it Nathan Peterman? Is it Tim Boyle? Like, Boyle. Yeah. And regardless of those last, the last two that I mentioned, again, this could be what might be a bad game or it could be an ugly game. Or mm -hmm. if it's Justin Fields, it's like, this is now entertaining and, now we're all have mixed emotions, whether or not you should be playing and everything's going to happen. But the, the X factor is who's under center for the bears come Sunday. And we might not know until 10 minutes before kickoff, like the bears announced last week against the jets, which had everybody just, it was just a weird, crazy situation. And I hope that really doesn't happen again, but yeah, my X factor, whoever's playing, you know, quarterback for the bears. And honestly, I don't know if it matters all too much. I think Trevor Simeon, obviously, from the last three guys gives you the best chance, but that's not saying much in itself. <laughs> well, that's a fair one because like you said, who's under center can change the entirety complexity of this game and how defenses have to defend that bears mm -hmm. offense. So I totally agree. It's a huge, huge unknown and big time X factor. Mine this week is on the other side of the ball and it's just the health of the defensive backs. No Eddie Jackson, Obviously, is the big one in its place will be DeAndre Houston Carson with a mixture of uh, Elijah Hicks. DHC finished second last week on the team with nine tackles, including one for a loss and a quarterback hit. Uh, and he's going to just need to continue flying around the field, lean on his experience and just, you know, be a leader out there. Eddie Jackson leaves huge shoes to fill. 
Uh, as we know, no one's going to just step in and be the next Eddie Jackson on this team. But for DHC, you know, to do his best and just be the best version of himself, I think would be uh, big here. Elijah Hicks also came in at six tackles in his first real action of his career, uh, which is a good sign. Uh, but still, we don't know about Jaquan Brisker and Gordon. You know, if they come back, huge boost for the Bears, just like you're talking about Justin Fields, huge for that secondary. But if they remain out in concussion protocol or just one of them come back, it's still going to be very tough sledding for that Bears secondary. We've already talked about the importance of a pass rush. I doubt they get it. So the secondary's task is going to be a long one. They're going to be asked to cover uh, for a while, and Aaron Rodgers likes to get the ball out quick, so tackling's going to be big. But you know that if the Bears are down three starters in the secondary, that Rodgers is just going to be licking his chops, just like we were when we were talking about Green Ridge Farms about five minutes ago looking at this Bears defense. So for me, just DB health, I think it's, you know, getting these two young guys back would be a tremendous asset for this team to have, but we just don't know at the time of this recording. We'll probably know in a few hours if they started getting limited or not, but as of right now, we just have no idea. So it's kind of like my wild card X factor uh, at this moment. Yeah, well, and just another, we'll know in a few probably a couple hours here is like this, the health status of like Larry Borum and Riley Reef, the right tackle for the bears. Uh, we don't know who's actually going to be playing at that position on yep. Sunday at this point. And I know I saw somebody bring up Alex Leatherwood's name uh, not too long ago in the chat. So maybe um, he hasn't, he hasn't wanted to talk to the media basically the entire time he's been here. And I feel like this week he's even been more um, distant from from wanting to talk so i don't know maybe that's an indication of who we might see come uh, on sunday but yeah that's still another unknown and maybe we'll get a little bit of clarity in a little a uh, couple hours here yeah we uh we'll find out that's interesting though that he's been like quiet around like the media i didn't know that until now so that's a that's a good little nugget there nick i appreciate you sharing that let's find out and let's get into our next segment of who has the edge and nick you're up first this week with that Bears pass attack, quarterback TBD versus that Packers pass defense. I Look, I don't even have to look at any stats from the Packers and mention Jair Alexander, even though I just did, but I'm giving it to the Packers. Uh, I can't go any other direction because I just, if it's, God, God forbid, it is Tim Boyle playing quarterback for the Bears on Sunday, Will. Like, that's not something that you want to have, or even a Nathan Peterman. Uh, you know, we saw Trevor Simeon put together maybe one, two good drives for the bears. And then everything else looked like it should look if a yep. backup quarterback was playing. Right. So going with the Packers pass defense over the bears passing offense. Not surprised moving forward bears rushing attack versus that Packers run defense. I think I got like the one matchup that I can say the bears, even though it was a little bit more difficult. Uh, I do like the bears ability to run the football, even without fields in this matchup. Uh, the one big just question mark, as you just mentioned, is right tackle. No Reef, no Borum, maybe. So what's going to happen over there? And that's going to be huge. And still, the Packers do allow the second most rushing yards per game at 155. Uh, you mentioned the huge total they gave up last week against the Eagles. They also give up the fourth most yards per attempt this season and even five yards per carry. And I believe that the Bears can just execute on third downs, uh, extend some drives, wear down this defense. Uh, and don't have to play catch up down multiple touchdowns and the bears can stick to their rushing game uh, in a way in which like they're still trying to like go out there and win. They can do some damage on the ground, lean heavy on Monty, Monty, but sprinkle in some Darrington Evans, please. 
and I like to see what happens. So I'm going to give the edge to the Bears here with their ability to run the football, and I think that that's their one saving grace here. But you can definitely surprise me here with the Packers rushing attack versus that Bears run defense, but I doubt you are. No, I'm not going to surprise you, Will. Uh, I'm definitely going with the Packers in this one. Two dynamic running backs going against a Bears defense that you know still has had trouble containing the edge playing in the right gaps, making tackles when they're there. So it's going to be another tough matchup, but I hope we do see improvement from from the first game against Green Bay at Lambeau Field, but still not enough to say that the Bears are going to get the edge in this matchup. So going with the Packers here, and yeah, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Yeah, yeah exactly. We don't even have to overcomplicate that uh, whatsoever. I have Packers pass attack versus Bears pass defense, and nobody wants to know what I put in my notes under this. It's just, ha, 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 is what I have there. Because like you, I don't have to look at really anything here. It's the uncertainty of who's playing a defensive back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I say I didn't want to look at stats, but I still did. Uh, mm -hmm. Over the last four weeks, seventh in passing yards, second in passing touchdowns on the year. Over the last, sorry, on the last three weeks, the Bears have allowed the most yards per attempt in the entire league at 8.9. The Bears are getting after quarterbacks to fifth fewest in that same span. And even up, you know, even a banged up Aaron Rodgers is just enough to go out there and beat this defense. Heck, I, Jordan Love, I don't want to say it, but probably can go out there and do some things uh, against this defense. So, that does it for who has the edge, Nick. Three to one. Are you really surprised? Nope. Even though the Packers only have one game on the Bears in terms of their overall record this season, they're they're a better football team. They have talent. They're they're just underperforming uh, with that talent. But yeah, it's not too surprising to me. Will. All right. Well, let's talk about some uh, Foco here real quick. I saw. Did, did you get to keep that nice Bears thing that I saw you wear in studio this week? Man, very comfortable. Uh, that um, I forget exactly what the product's name is, but you know, just like a pullover, super comfortable. But it's still at the studio. I left it there. Um, you know, if somebody wants to wear it, I guess they can, and it's reversible too. But yeah, Ooh. very comfortable. It got a little hot in the end, but uh, really cool product there from Foco. There you go. I just wanted to ask because, uh, as you know, Chicago, you already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. I know this because I've been watching everyone's Spotify raps come in over social media over the last day and there's so mm -hmm. many chgo podcasts including this bears podcast on top of everybody's most listened to list this year uh so it's time to get fitted out in the best sports gear around foco got you covered from soldier field to the living room north or south side with hoodies slippers signs bobbleheads and everything in between get decked out like damar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles foco looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life foco's got you covered with hoodies that fight that lake michigan breeze i mean nick was just talking that up how toasty he was and this is a great uh side by side of going through the foco site right now mm -hmm. of course it's the holiday season it's time to get some extra bears merchandise for the bears fans in your life or maybe just yourself treat yourself i'm not gonna judge but go check out foco.com or click the link in our description below for uh, all non-presale items use promo code chgo and that will unlock you 10 percent off Man, all these great things. Oh, Christmas ornaments? Need that Ooh. for the Christmas tree. Yeah, there's field so Legos much good stuff. Or yep. mini bricks. Man. Oh, yeah. You can't, go, you can't go wrong with all the stuff they have at FOCO. And you also can't go wrong, Will, with DraftKings. And here's a scenario for you. Cairo Santos is lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. 
The stakes are high and the tension is even higher. Your pulse racing. He kicks and you watch the ball as it lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $150 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. And if you want to cash in on that free $150 in free bets, just bet on the Bills tonight. They're playing the they're playing the New England Patriots, but the Buffalo Bills, I, I have a feeling they're going to take care of business uh, against the Patriots there. But first, you have to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code CHGO to get $150 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet in any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code CHGO. All right, let's continue on here and do some over-unders. I pulled up the DraftKings app over here on my phone, and Nick, they're just staying away from the Bears games yet again with no player props for us. So we're going to do it differently this week. Last week, I made some up. This week, I'm literally just going to – I pulled up the Bears-Packers box score from week two, and we're and I'm just going to roughly calculate some numbers, and we're going to go from there. So what about Aaron Rodgers uh, at – well, I'll set the bar at – 200 actually exactly what he had it 234.5 passing yards he had 234 last time against this bears defense does he go over or under that this sunday uh i think he goes under because he doesn't have to go over that mark will um with the rushing attack that they have knowing that the bears can't stop the run i don't think we even i don't he doesn't have to pass the ball for you know that much so i'm going under the 235.5 Okay. What about Aaron Jones' total yards at 149.5? Oh, total yards. Uh, total let's, yards. That seems a little high, but I'm going over on Aaron Jones. Like Seeing what he's able to do in the passing game, too, he had a really nice touchdown reception against the Eagles, just changing up his route in the end zone, and then Aaron Rodgers finds him. He's a very dynamic running back. I'll go over on that mark. All right, yeah, because he had 100, and if my math is correct here, like 170 total yards against the Bears last time. Jesus and and multiple touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, it's a great uh, way to explain it there. What about A.J. Dillon? I'll, I'll give him 59.5 for the over-under on the ground. A.J. Dillon's definitely capable of that. Um, I'm going over on that mark as well. But, uh, yeah, you can easily see him in the 65, 70 range. All right, David Montgomery. 121.5 rushing. He had 122 last time. Sneaky. One, yeah, that was last time. Um, <laughs> I'm going under. Well, I don't know what we're going to see offensively from the Bears. If it's anything where it's like consistent three and outs and they're figuring out, hey, we just got to stop David Montgomery. Could be a long day for this Bears offense. Yeah, he uh, had last time like 130, 140 yards total. I just don't think he's going to match the rushing numbers, but I think total yards can break the century mark. Uh, I just don't know if he'll yeah. be totally on the ground. What about passing for the Bears? We don't know quarterback, but the Bears only had 70 passing yards against the Packers in that first matchup week too. So 69.5 or 70.5, I don't really care. It's all a measly number, Nick. Are they going to at least go over that though? I think so. Even with the uncertainty at quarterback, we'll um... – you know, like Trevor Simeon was actually putting up some yardage in the beginning there with those first couple of drives, and then it obviously stalled off. But 
think they get over 70. Like, that's such a low, low bar. <laughs> like, they can get over 70. All right. And Cole Komet. You know he was shut out last time against the Packers. Goose eggs yeah, across well, the board. He, he, had, he had a slow start. He had a slow start to the season. So, yeah, I can see that. Okay. You can see that he'll be shut out again? Oh, no, no. I can see that's why like, he was shut out the first oh, time. Phew. He had a slow start. Uh, <laughs> like, wait a minute. What, what are we putting it at? What are we putting it at? I was at? trying to figure out. What do you think's fair? That's what I was trying to like figure out. I feel like it's always around last like, game, but. 25 yards? Can he, can he get 25? I'll say 25 over and 25 and a half. I'll, I'll even yeah, I'll eat that extra yard. Sure, why not? How about total touchdowns scored in this game? Uh, both teams combined. I'll set it at 5. So 5.5. So actually 6. Oh, well, the Packers are going to do most of that. So um, can the Bears score 1? Yes. Uh, I'll go over. Uh, no. Mm, sure, why not? I'll go over five and so it'd be six. You want over five, yeah. five and a half. Oh, six touchdowns scored. So that'd be yeah, 42. Dead. You sure about this? I'm going under. Okay. <laughs> I'm going under. <laughs> there we go. I had, I knew I can talk you out of some crazy nonsense there and bring you back to your reality. All right. I'm going to call that enough for over unders. Uh, I wish that there was more certainty around who's playing and we can get real lines mm-hmm. from DraftKings to use, but I understand completely why they're just not touching the bears games right now let's uh, get into our mvb predictions by the way mine last week i felt really good uh, about the david montgomery one and really what i said he would do he almost did to a t so i felt so good about it nick that i'm rolling with it for two weeks in a row david montgomery is going to be the mvb uh when it's all said and done i felt very validated so i'm just going to stick with the best player on offense when justin fields is not out there uh as we talk about you know to the clock getting the third and manageable, convert on third and shorts. Uh, I think Montgomery can be effective on the ground. We saw what he did against this Packers defense week two with over 120 yards. You talked about the 300-plus yards they gave up on the ground last week. Uh, and also someone who can make some plays as a receiver coming out of the backfield. And they're just good matchups this week for him. Uh, so, again, we don't know. This is another thing I wanted to mention because we keep talking about Aaron Rodgers, and this is like potentially his final game. Uh, as a Packer at Soldier Field. This is similar for David Montgomery. We don't know if he's coming back. I don't know if he knows if he's coming back. So knowing him, like I feel like I do, he's going to approach this game like it's his last in this rivalry. As you've mentioned, means a lot to these players still, Nick. Mm -hmm. So I just imagine some angry runs incoming from David Montgomery, who's going to leave it all out there on the line and hopes to beat the Green Bay Packers. So that's my MVP prediction this week. How about you? I like that a lot, though, Will, about uh, David Montgomery and the uncertainty of his future. That's a, a really good point. Uh, I'm going with somebody that I know that you've put on your MVP list and very valid, but Jack Sanborn, man. Like, this guy has been a tackling machine. Uh, Jack Sangod is, what, the jackhammer? All the all the names that uh, Adam and Mark have come up with for, for Jack Sanborn, but he has been balling out, and it's not – I think – some people look at Jack Sanborn like, oh, well, still he's an undrafted guy, and yeah, he's producing now, but he's still – that status kind of sticks with him. Just look past that. Just look at what he's doing on film and what he's doing to get to the ball carrier. Even if he's not making the play, he's in the vicinity. That is that is the quality and makeup of a good football player, and that's what Jack Sanborn is. And he's going to have a lot of opportunities, I think, in this one, Will, to make tackles on these running backs, 
And like I said, if you tackle high against A.J. Dillon, you're going to end up on a highlight. So let's see if he can take that coaching point that Matt Eberflus is trying to preach into all these defensive players and make these sound tackles, but be in the right spot. But I really enjoyed watching him play the position, that middle linebacker position, because he's been doing a really good job. Yeah, I've been more than pleased with what he's been able to accomplish here really ever since he got injected to the starting lineup. So, yeah, he's going to rack up the tackles. It's just a matter of can they be impactful tackles. And I think that's a big one for him, too. And it's not really all on him. The defensive front needs to do a better job of allowing mm-hmm. him to you know get in there and make some more tackles for a loss and impact plays. But he's around the football, and he flies to that thing. And uh, I think that's been very impressive to kind of watch unfold. Okay, Nick, so we went through all the keys. Uh, we talked about who has the edge, our X factors. We gave some bold predictions along the way, did some over-unders, a lot of good stuff. But the premise of this episode is, can the Bears defeat Aaron Rodgers in his potential final game in Green Bay? Who wins? Do the Bears do it or don't? Uh, no. <laughs> no the, <laughs> the, the Bears do not uh, defeat Aaron Rodgers in what potentially could be his last game. I know someone brought up his contract, but... Shoot, uh, Aaron Rodgers might have just straight up retire. I know that was like obviously something he was contemplating. Who knows? But I just don't see it happening, Will, with the uncertainty at quarterback and the Bears defense. It's a terrible mixture to have when you're playing the Green Bay Packers, even though they are not the same dominant unit that we've been accustomed to seeing year in and year out. But I have the Packers winning this one, 27, Bears 13. Um, they, they end up putting up some points early on, I think the bears, and then similar to that jets game, just can't kind of stay with, uh, the Packers the rest of the way, but yeah, Packers 27 bears 13. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, there's just a lot of reasons to believe that the bears aren't going to be able to, to get the job done here this week. We've talked about them really throughout the episode, but just a few more nuggets for everybody. Uh, and they're not good. Nuggets, so I apologize, but the Bears have given up 27 or more points every single week on defense since the Patriots game with a 34.6 points per game allowed on average. Uh, without Justin last week, they put up their lowest total at 10 since the Commanders game. Just not a lot of juice in that offense. Uh, we don't know who's at quarterback. That was Nick's X factor. We don't know about the defensive backs. That was my X factor. But we do know that Aaron Rodgers is playing, uh, perhaps for the final time as a backer, as Older Field, where he's 10 and 3 in his career. Two of those losses came in 2008 and 2010. One loss since 2010 for Aaron Rodgers at Soldier Field. He's 7-2 and two against the Bears in December uh, with a 17-touchdown to four-interception ratio in those games. And uh, there's just a lot of reasons to expect more of the same here uh, on Sunday. So I also have the Packers winning 31, Bears 10. So a little bit more widespread, but very similar kind of envisioned outcome by both of us yeah it would be different if justin fields was healthy mm-hmm. and you know we saw that similar offensive production that they, they were having prior to the um you know the jets game but that's not the case that's not where the bears are at and that's why i think bears fans are looking at this game the same way through a similar lens as we are i would think but yeah it's another bears packers game where the bears are outmatched yep uh hopefully though and I'll pr- I'll say one thing. Hopefully, it's like the beginning of the end of this because I'm mm-hmm. tired of it. I think everyone feels exactly the same way. I'm ready for the narrative around this rivalry to change for the better for the Bears. Uh, and hopefully, 
that end that begins next season. And this is like the last time we have to have this feeling talking about a Bears Packers game. All right. So we both had the Bears losing by a wide margin. I don't expect our confidence meters to reflect anything other than lack of confidence. I'm at a 2.5. Where are you at? I believe I'm at a three on, on my confidence <laughs> meter here. <laughs> uh, there it, we go. Is yep. it worse now after the show? You feeling worse about it? I mean, a three's not good. No, <laughs> so I don't. I'm, I'm still feeling bad about it. Um, but yeah, like it just, it's got to be one of those games where, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not off his, is off his game. They're making uncharacteristic mistakes and maybe that happens, but yeah, I'm still, still at my three there. Obviously, you know, 0.5 lower than me uh, on your confidence meter will, but just not a lot of faith going into this one. Okay, so the one thing I'm taking away that I'm confident in is that Bears fans love themselves some Jack Sanborn, and they love coming up with nicknames for this man because I oh, started no. with Jack's uh, Sackborn. You said the Sand God. I see in the chat, just since you mentioned that, Studborn. I've seen uh, Sir Jackhammer Sackborn uh, from <laughs> Devin there. It's just uh, I love to see all of the Jack Sanborn nicknames it gets to the point where i almost have to like pause to remember his real name like it's, it's not jack sackborn no it's sanborn of course but uh no it's, yeah it's, it's the great slayer though. there we go jack the yeah. slayer sanborn for mike san san lacquer san lacquer <laughs> see that's like the biggest takeaway i've had for this entire episode that people love themselves some jack sanborn nicknames as much as no it's, it's great and you know if he keeps playing the way he does like that is such a cool story for someone like Zurich and being someone that can play for the Chicago Bears and play the linebacker position here. Obviously, everyone knows how much it means uh, in Chicago. But, yeah, keep keep playing, Jack, and, you know, the nicknames will keep on coming. Damn straight. So I know we you asked the question about uh, if Bears fans, would they rather beat the Packers, even if it means a worse draft position, or would you rather lose to Green Bay just to hold on to draft status. And uh, we go, uh, Steven, our awesome producer, threw up a poll on YouTube and we have some results. Yes, we do. So the question was, would you rather see the Bears beat the hated Green Bay Packers or tank and get a better draft pick? The results are in with 67% of the vote. Bears fans would rather see the Bears beat the Packers. Mm. Oh, so rivalry is a real thing there. Yes, it is. And that's very similar to what I was saying. I was seeing on our Twitter thread when we started that kind of question, too, and what we saw in the chat, because it started off like one way and then it kind of evened out. But two thirds of Bears fans would rather beat Green Bay than maintain a higher draft pick. And honestly, I don't blame them. Like, I, I would love a high draft pick. I'm not going to we're going to have a decent draft pick. But at the same time, as I was talking about with my game prediction, I'm tired of the same old, same old. When it comes to this Bears Packers rivalry, I'm tired of being in the short end of the stick, tired of Aaron Rodgers just beating the Bears more times than that by a large margin, especially at Soldier Field. It's like a second home for him. It's of course he owns it. So apparently, you know, it's it can be, but no, I, I don't blame Bears fans one bit. It surprises me though, just with all the talks that I've seen in our chats about holding on to a draft pick and things like that. But Green Bay just does something a little bit different to the psyche of all of us, I think, this week. Yeah, and you can see from Ron Burgundary here, I'd rather eat 100 meat sticks in one sitting than oh, see the Packers oh. win. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that doesn't sound uh, pleasant. Um, for I think what it is, too, it's like the Bears are going to get a good player. Like, they're going to get a good football player. Because after the Packers, you guys, 
They have the Eagles coming to town. You have the Buffalo Bills. Then yep. you have the Minnesota Vikings and Detroit Lions. And it's like, how many of those uh, games are the Bears realistically going to even be competitive in? And to be completely honest, like the Eagles and Buffalo, that could be terrible. But if you can beat the Packers, like I get, I get why Bears fans chose um, that as, as the result there. And like I said, the Bears are going to get an impact player. Uh, regardless of where they finish, if they do end up losing, it just helps them get an even better one. If they do win, they're probably still going to lose a lot more games after that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some questions that came in throughout the entire episode. Appreciate everyone throwing their Bears questions into the chat. Uh, Devin uh, wants to know, what matters more for the rest of the season, fields development or maintaining a high draft pick? That's a really good question. I would throw in on top of Fields' development, I think his overall health uh, is just another important factor of this too because, sure, he can go out there and play and, quote, develop, but is the risk of him being out there still worth the reward of the experience? And I know, Nick, you've talked about how much they value the experience inside of House Hall, and I can fully understand why. He's barely had just a full season of games under his belt, I think. I haven't even looked at like his actual game total in about a month now, but... There's a lot of reason why you would want him out there to develop. Uh, I just feel like what he's shown you pre-injury is enough to kind of hang your hat on and believe that he can build off of that next year and continue developing this offseason as they kind of change the surrounding cast around him uh, and keeping a high draft pick. I mean, if, if Fields came out here and won every single one of these games, which would be a very tough ask for him regardless, and he moved down, I, I think that's shows you you have a dude that can really lift the worst teams because you have like the Eagles and the Bills, like you mentioned, Nick. So that's a, that's a really good question. I'm somewhere in the middle, and I think the injury just throws the whole wrinkle into it that makes me just more hesitant to say, well, let Justin Fields go and let him develop just because I don't want him to potentially risk further damage for our future because I think it's bright with him healthy and that moving forward. Yeah, well, I'm I'm right there with you, and I can imagine that Bears fans would love to see if, you know, again, Fields is healthy, him go throw for throw, toe for toe with, like, a Josh Allen and, you know, Jalen Hurts. And maybe the Bears lose those games, but if the Bears can go, you know, again, drive for drive with those guys, and he's doing that with nobody around him, man, you feel good about – you feel good right now about Justin Fields and what he's done, but if he can – Again, if healthy and play with those two teams, despite the lack of playmakers he has on his own, then you're feeling really good about 2023 and what you could do with a higher draft pick. But you have to consider what how he's actually feeling physically before you even think about the draft. About one million percent. It's just not worth it uh, whatsoever to put him in harm's way uh, at this juncture of the season. At least this is one man's opinion. All right, what else do we got? Uh, this is a super chat, uh, and that's, uh, wants to know bold prediction, uh, Fluce will be fired and Sean Payton comes. If that happens, Nick, I will sit here on a live stream and eat a hundred meat sticks in one sit. Oh man. Uh, okay. That's, um, you know, I don't know why I thought like Peyton Manning for some, I, I have no idea, but that makes a lot more sense. That's Sean Payton. <laughs> uh, obviously having Chicago ties as well, but yeah, I don't think the fluce is uh, going anywhere there. Um, but interesting bold prediction. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate the super chat, by the way, too. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for supporting our channel. What is next? 
Zach wants to know, is the parking for the tailgate outside or in a parking garage? So it's outside, oh, right yeah. next to pretty much the tailgate. Like you get out of your car, you're mm-hmm. there. It's all yep. in the one same lot, really. Uh, so again, like you can join us and hang out with us this Sunday morning before the Bears take on the Packers uh, for a tailgate. We've done a handful of these already this season, and I feel like they just keep getting better and better, even though the Bears season has kind of gotten worse and worse. But the turnouts are great. It's awesome getting to meet uh, everyone who watches and listens to the show and hang out with some other people at CHGO on top of it. And of course you get some great food from Greenridge farm, uh, all you can eat, all you can drink. We got some goose Island, uh, mm-hmm. some liquid death. It's a really great time had by all. And, uh, I, I really encourage everyone to go there. Uh, despite the bears being lackluster, I think the tailgates have been like the highlight uh, of the season, at least for me. Uh, so I'm sure you would feel exactly the same. Oh, absolutely. Well, man, I was I was just thinking like uh, on our cool, awesome graphic, you see all the beers that we have, like you mentioned Goose Island and stuff. But then that just got me thinking like this week, Will, there's going to be a lot of alcohol consumption for for uh, for me. <laughs> At least there's there's a couple of little events coming up and like uh, tailgate and obviously before like uh, I'm going to meet up with some friends for like a birthday kind of thing. And it's like, man, that just seeing the graphic, all the beers and like that's that's my future. That's, that's your future. future. Right after this podcast, that's my future. But uh, yeah, it's still going to be a great time despite um, the weather. I think it's going to be pretty chilly too. Hopefully it's not like last time because that was, that was <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll, It'll be, be fine. fine. It'll be a great time. Everyone click the link in the description. Get yourself a ticket to the tailgate and hang out with you know, Nick, I, Adam, Carm, oh, Braggs, everybody uh, heading into that Bears-Packers game. I see a hi from Germ uh, from Wilmington, Delaware. Hello. Nice. Adios. <laughs> AGM. There goes the then there goes the comment. AGM, should the Bears give Lucas Patrick another chance or invest in a better starter and keep him as a backup? This is for next season with Patrick's season uh, year being over. I am at the point where you're always looking to upgrade, and mm-hmm. he showed you nothing to make you feel like, yeah, he's the guy. He is our long-term center uh, at you know uh, answer at center position. He showed me none of that, even at a guard. Nothing like bring him back. Great. Let him stay around the building. Awesome. He's like, I think he's a really good leader. Uh, and I think he's well respected in the locker room. Uh, but from what I saw from him on the field, there is no reason why the bear should not look to upgrade from him. If there's a chance, whether it be free agency or the draft, because it's a very important position. The bears need a lot of help up front. And that's definitely one person that if you can get better from, I'm not going to sit here and like cry about it. No, well, and he wasn't guaranteed a lot of money. Right? right. It's not like he has this lucrative deal that you can't, you don't want to get uh, out of. But yeah, I think he's what played, I think it's eight to 10 snaps at center. And that was in the New England game before he actually went out. So we haven't even seen what Lucas Patrick is as a center. He obviously had the hand injury in training camp. So, like Will, if you can upgrade that position, you definitely look to do that. And like Sam Musfer, I know he gets a lot of heat. But like a good depth guy for 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 your roster, someone that can play both center and guard position. Um, but yeah, definitely look to upgrade. All right, what else we got? Do do do. Uh, Devin again wants to know if Fields doesn't play on Sunday. What's one reason to keep the TV on for the game? Whoo-wee, Chase that's Claypool, a loaded question. Maybe, uh, maybe. If you're, you're looking to see. Something out of him, Jack, Jack Sanborn, Sanborn. <laughs> Jack Sand got all the all the nicknames. Um, hmm. Pride, 
Go back to Tried. it. Tried. Just if you're yep. if you're a yep. Bears fan oh. and you support the team, you only get a hand well, a little bit more than a handful of games a year. We're down to a handful left. Exactly. Enjoy them for what they are, and just hope for better days ahead because you know it. it's going to be February, March, April, May, and you're going to be like, damn, I wish I could watch a Bears game right you're now. You're missing I, it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every yep. year I, I get to that. Every year. Yep. So enjoy it while you have it, even if it's not how you exactly how you want it to be. And it'll get better one day, I promise. All right, I think we have another question. Uh, this one's from Jaden. It's not even a question, but it's an Sweet. awesome stat. You know I love numbers, Jaden. I appreciate it. He said he listened to 12,547 minutes of CHO Bears this year just on Spotify. And we launched this thing in March. So, and that was, so that's what, 75% of a year. So imagine if it was a full year to go and we're not even through December. It just started. So that's a tremendous amount of just hanging out with us, Jaden, and we appreciate it. And you're here on YouTube too. So I don't know, like, what's the ratio between watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, regardless, like that's a really impressive number there. And I think it's like half, more than half of my total time on Spotify this year personally and I was just on our podcast, so that's really appreciated, and I think that's super awesome. Well, guys, they got me wondering what what were you guys listening to on Spotify this year? Oh, um, yes, I actually looked at the the Spotify. What is it? Rap? Uh, a lot of Bad Bunny. A lot of Bad Bunny was like my uh, top song artist, and like I'm Mexican Ecuadorian, don't know Spanish, but man, that shit bumps. It's <laughs> <laughs> just all you gotta do is feel the rhythm, and you're good to go. Uh, but yeah, a lot of Bad Bunny was on on the um Spotify Wrapped. Um, there you know. go. What about you, Will? Oh, uh, see, I think AJR was like my top artist okay. this year. Yep. It was really more of like a family thing because like we listened to him a lot when one of their concerts over the summer, and when we were on like vacation, it was kind of like on loop. It was like the only album that Spotify yeah. decided to download. Apparently, so you're on the plane. No Wi-Fi. It's just like, all right, let's listen to that album 10 different times in a row. So AGR is on there. And then you know me with my pop, my pop punk and my rock and my heart metalcore and all that. The Data Remember is on there. Bayside was on there. But yeah, I'm out of the ordinary. And that's actually what it said. Like, And it gave you like your personality type. It's like, you're the adventurer that looks for like those deep cuts and like smaller artists. And I'm like, that is me. And it always has been. And I appreciate that about myself. Yeah, I think I was like a. I know I had something to do with space or astro. Like I, I forgot exactly what it was. But it was a cool I, story yeah, though. They did a good job yeah, with, no, the, with the rap this do. year. It was really cool. Much improved. What yeah. about you, Stephen? Pop up here. Yeah. What? What, what were you listening to, Stephen? Mm, I, I was hoping you weren't going to do that. I'm. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to get roasted for this. I, I listened to a lot of MGK over the last year. I don't have the exact okay. numbers, but okay. Yeah, I feel like that comes with a stigma. No, I, I listen to. I like his to newer stuff. Too. I hate his I older like, stuff. Yeah, the the more pop punk stuff more than the rapping stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, like hundred exactly. percent. Exactly. You know, concert for aliens and you know, oh yeah, I, I can listen yeah. myself. Some well, of, I think some you and I would have a very similar Spotify playlist from what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we did. You, you you take away some of the weird family stuff like car trips because my phone's the one that gets plugged in. And then my grandma uses my Spotify too when she cleans the house. So I get some Motown in there, which is fine, but it's not like my true rap. And that's why I feel like I have to give everyone like their own individual accounts in the future. Mm-hmm. Like for Christmas, so Steven, grandma, you're going to do, you're going to do Spotify. What's up, Nick? Uh, Steven with the workout play, is that on the workout playlist too? Because we know you push the whole entire damn gym when you go there. <laughs> well, I'd like to believe that was true, but no, yeah, it is. That is what I'm listening to during the workout playlist. Okay. You're, you're all correct. Cool. Cool. I like it. I like it. I swear to God, I never fall in love. I, we had to pull the calm here, singing <laughs> oh, on yeah. the show. Singing on the show, yeah. And that's Good when you know 
we've got that's when you know it's time to call that an episode as steven just mentioned so i wanted to say thank you for everybody for joining us for this game preview episode. I, again, I know the Bears aren't winning. I know it's another tough matchup ahead for the Bears, and Justin may not play, and there's just not a lot of reason to you know care about these games intimately like we were earlier in the year, but you're here, you're listening to us, and I think that shows your dedication as a Chicago Bears fan. Thank you, Brandon. I really appreciate your support, too, uh, as well. And uh, all the content we're doing is great. I would definitely second that. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, but we will see you all on Sunday at our tailgate, because uh, I know everyone listening is going to be there. But for those that mm -hmm. actually do make it, can't wait to meet you, hang out with you uh, for a couple hours before the Bears take on the Packers. And then Nick and I will head to Soldier Field, give you our reports there in the postgame show per usual when it's a Bears home game. But that's going to do it for us today. Enjoy your weekend. And, of course, bear down, Chicago. <laughs>